The following is a lesson in a series on life, liberty, and property brought to you by Republic Keepers and is presented and discussed by the Attorney General of the Republic State of Texas, Chaplain Raymond. This lesson discusses a book by the same name, Life, Liberty, and Property, written by Charles A. Wiseman, of which can be purchased at his website, seek-info.com, at amazon.com, or small bookstores such as Brave New Books in Austin, Texas. The ISBN number for this book is 0-966-8921-9-4. Life, Liberty, and Property is an educational series for sovereign souls on the dry land, and the information about fundamental law and the unwritten constitution cannot be utilized by those individuals that are domiciled in the District of Columbia. To understand your domicile status, please review the two constitutions, two domiciles document on republickeepers.com. We hope you enjoy this lesson on life, liberty, and property. Continuing the course on life, liberty, and property, we're picking up on the, the subtopic in the book written by Charles Wiseman. It is uh, Intent to Preserve Common Law Principles. Since the due process and law of the land provisions were so frequently used by the colonists in their complaints against the crown and were found in the constitutions they wrote and adopted, it is clear that the ancient common law principles were to be preserved. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania pointed out that the legislature cannot abrogate common law rules of evidence as this is part of the due process in a trial. It quoted many authorities to support in support of this. Quote, in Jones v. Robbins, 8 Gray, Massachusetts, 329, Chief Justice Shaw of Massachusetts declared that by the phrase, law of the land, taken from Magna Carta and embedded in the Constitution of Massachusetts, was meant the ancient established law and course of legal proceedings, by an adherence to which our ancestors in England, before the settlement of this country, and the immigrants themselves and their descendants, had found safety for their personal rights. Unquote. The general fundamental law and common law, as known in England, and as recognized in America, is to be regarded as being embraced and preserved by all written constitutions. It has often been recognized that the intent of such a constitution was to preserve the old established maxims of law as this was the intent behind the revolution. It must be remembered that the colonists planted their actions against King George upon established rights and in respect to the general laws the revolution was strictly preservative the general principles of the common law were not abrogated or affected by the revolution and this may be news to many people the royal government however was devising new or innovative methods of depriving the colonists of their 
life, liberty, and property, ways that were contrary to common law principles. Such principles and maxims were regarded as the foundation of the British Constitution. The colonists fought to preserve the common law and establish principles of the government. They in no wise established new principles, but formed constitutions to preserve the law and rights that anciently belonged to their ancestors. Thus, at the Revolution, these ancient laws and rights became the law of the land. If the colonists had set about to establish new laws and processes whereby people could be deprived of their life, liberty, or property, such action would be viewed as inconsistent with their actions against the government of Great Britain for doing the very same thing. As a consequence, no constitution can be written that would abrogate such principles, laws, and rights as existed in early America. In explaining the meaning and purpose of the Bill of Rights in the various constitutions, the Michigan Supreme Court showed how they preserved common law principles. Quote, the truth is, the bills of rights in the American constitutions have not been drafted for the introduction of new law, but to secure old principles against abrogation or violation. They are conservatory instruments rather than reformatory and they assume that the existing principles of the common law are ample for the protection of individual rights when once incorporated in the fundamental law and thus secured against violation. The court has also stated that the actions of judicial proceedings are to be tested by principles which existed before the Constitution and the benefit of which we assume the Constitution was intended to perpetuate. A Constitution does not preserve new rights, but ones that anciently existed. The individual may stand upon his constitutional rights as a citizen. His rights are such as existed by the law of the land long antecedent to the organization of the state and can only be taken from him by due process of law and in accordance with the Constitution. In determining in if any process of government is by due process of law, we should subject the case to the test of settled rules which antedate the Constitution. Any other test would violate a cardinal rule of constitutional interpretation and subject provisions designed for the protection of persons and property to legislative modification. The correct interpretation is that the term due process of law was intended 
to perpetuate old and well-established principles of right and justice by securing them from abrogation or violation. Private rights and due process limitations secured by the Constitution were not drafted to allow the introduction of new law, but to secure old principles and rights against acts of abrogation and usurpation such as were committed under the old royal government. This protection can only be obtained if the new government conforms to these ancient common law standards and procedures rather than having the power to alter them or devising new ones which suits its current need. As a matter of law, no change in procedure can be made by government which disregards those fundamental principles. Since due process conserves old principles of the common law, the Constitution must be interpreted with the same meaning and intent today. Government in the land must be guided and limited by the law of the land and can have no power to enact a law contrary to that law anywhere in the land. Thus, an early New Hampshire court held that the interpretation of the term law of the land is the same in their state as it has been held in other state constitutions. The court said, quote, The term is understood to embody in legal meaning the fundamental rules and maxim of justice which prevailed in the land at the time when the constitutions were adopted. The legislature cannot, said the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, break their promise in the presence of Almighty God to support the Constitution which declares that no citizen shall be deprived of his life, liberty, or property unless by the judgment of his peers or the law of the land. What law? Undoubtedly a pre-existent rule of conduct. In analyzing what is meant by the expression due process of law or law of the land, the Supreme Court of Maine asserted that the intent was to preserve the common law. The law intended by the Constitution is the common law that had come down to us from our forefathers as it existed and was understood and administered when the instrument was framed and adopted. The framers of the Constitution and the people who adopted it appreciated the protection afforded to life, liberty, and property and privileges by the common law and determined to perpetuate that protection by making its benign provisions in this respect the cornerstone principles of the fundamental law. The manner of legal processes and procedures that are expressed or implied by the Constitution must be taken 
as being that law which previously existed in the common law. This is the intent of a written constitution as was stated by the Supreme Court of Virginia. Quote, There is nothing primitive about a state constitution. It is based upon and preserves the pre-existing laws, rights, habits, and modes of thought of the people who ordained it, and the fundamental theory of sovereignty and of government which has been developed under the common law and must be construed in the light of this fact. It is well recognized that the bills of rights found in constitutions do not grant rights, but merely call attention to rights that already existed inherently and has existed at common law. Thus, the United States Constitution at first had no Bill of Rights, quote, because it was not supposed that anything in the nature of protection of private right from tyrannical aggression other than the principles of the common law was needed, unquote. Many laws and rights of the common law are based upon divine order and thus are inviolate. Quote, the rights of the individual are not derived from government or even from the Constitution. They exist inherently in every man by endowment of the Creator and are merely reaffirmed in the Constitution. The Constitution but states again these rights already existing and when legislative encroachment by the nation, state, or municipality invade these original and permanent rights, it is the duty of the courts to so declare and afford the necessary relief. Since the basis of our rights and law is found in the law and law of God, law of the land and the law of God, a constitution cannot be the source of such rights or abrogate them but it is adopted only to secure and support them, as Judge Cooley states. Quote, What is a constitution, and what are its objectives? It is not the beginning of a community, nor the origin of, a private, of private rights. It is not the fountain of law, nor the incipient state of government. It is not the cause but the consequence of personal and political freedom. It grants no rights to the people, but is the creature of their power, designed for their protection in the enjoyment of the rights and powers which they possessed before the Constitution was made. It is but the framework of the political government and necessarily based upon the pre-existing conditions of laws, rights, habits, and modes of thought. There is nothing primitive in it. It is all derived from a known source. Unquote. These laws and principles and modes of procedure, which were anciently established 
and consecrated by time are the modes of law that are by the law of the land preserved and secured by any written constitution. The arbitrary searches by British agents were denied by the Fourth Amendment. The colonists complained of trials under admiralty jurisdiction, so it was made known by them through written constitutions that citizens had a right to judicial proceedings according to the course of the common law. The intent to preserve such principles and rights under the common law is the meaning and interpretation of the Constitution today. It was stated long ago by the U.S. Supreme Court that, that, quote, a right derived from the common law is one which the courts of the United States are bound to recognize and enforce, unquote. The main cause for the cause, excuse me, the main cause for the deterioration of fundamental law was due to the application of the doctrine of the living constitution. By this concept, the constitution is regarding as, quote, a living statute palpitating with the purpose of the hour, reenacted with every waking breath of the American people, unquote. The intent of the framers are to be disregarded as the Constitution is the current judicial version of it. I'm going to read that again with the quotes being marked. The, quote, intent of the framers are to be disregarded, unquote, as the Constitution is the current, quote, judicial version of it, unquote. Since the 1930s, the maxims and principles of due process and American government have been gradually encroached upon and deviated from in order to establish oppressive measures. During the mid-1930s, after a fierce siege of New Deal legislation, the Supreme Court renounced substantive due process as a means of invalidating such economic and social legislation. Since 1950, fundamental common law procedures and processes have been set aside to make room for the rise of the law enforcement industry and the police state system. Many well-established decisions on the common law have been overturned without any legal grounds and contrary to stare decisis. Each adopted mode of tyranny requires an abandonment of some right or protection of due process. Citizens can now once again use the principles of due process and the law of the land as a defense in their bringing a legal battering ram against the arbitrary exercise of powers by a corrupt government. And that concludes the reading and study.